season two, episode 32 starts now. Welcome to the She-Hulk era. I'm your host, Brandon Davis, joined today by Aaron Perrine. What's going on, guys? I hope you're ready for a lot of Captain America love life talk. Let's go. Somebody can do this all day. We got (laughs) some Anderson here. Hey, everybody. I, I do have to say I almost considered doing a bit where I would eat hot Cheetos and chopsticks on camera when I when I did the intro, but I don't want hot Cheeto breath for the rest of the show. So I'm going to I'm going to not do that. But I, I'm so happy we're in the She-Hulk era. We're finally here. Oh, my God. Uh, we're, we're, we're good energy only for the next nine weeks. Like, I feel like She-Hulk is fun. We're about to have a lot of fun. And we got Jamie Girac here. Hello. Good morning. We're in the fun zone. The trauma tour is taking a pause until November. I just want to say, like, look at how sprightly and re- rejuvenated Jamie and Aaron look. And with this one hour later on the, on, the, on the West Coast, it makes all the difference. Maybe this is our new time. We're live on YouTube right now. Make sure you hit the thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe to the Phase Zero YouTube channel. If you're listening to us in podcast form, we're not live, but we still love you. And you should subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Let us know in the comment section, should we do 1 p.m. Eastern time? Should we go like later in the day? Should we go back to noon? This is where we're trying things out. We started at the 12 p.m. Eastern time back when the pandemic was really keeping everybody at home. We were working from home. You know, now we're in the studio. We're doing all kinds of different stuff and people are going to work. People are back out of the house. So uh, I'm not really sure if that that early morning start time has to be our start time. Looking forward to your thoughts. Anyway, speaking of the She-Hulk era, we're going to let Jenna Anderson really kick off the show here because we got Jenna to She-Hulk. She went out there to the premiere in L.A. on Monday. Did a whole bunch of interviews. They're available on the Phase Zero YouTube channel if you haven't watched them yet. Highly recommend. Jenna, walk us through your day. What was it like? Oh, my gosh. Well, it, it still does not feel like it really happened. Like every every single time I've like gone to sleep and woken up, I've been like, that was a real thing that really happened in my life. First off, my day did include going to lunch with Aaron and going to dinner with Jamie. So that was super nice. That was a nice like cherry on top of an already awesome day. Um, yeah, I got to do the purple carpet for the She-Hulk premiere, which is still just so surreal. Um, I, I did not get to talk to Tat, unfortunately. I, I had my, since my Savage She-Hulk number one ready to go to take a photo. She like breezed right by because they showed her they like brought her late to the red carpet. But I was still just happy to be in the same room with her. Mark Ruffalo like made eye contact with me as he walked by. I was like, cool. Awesome. That is a bucket thing. I didn't even know I needed. Um, but I got to talk to so many amazing people from the cast, people who are working behind the scenes, people who you haven't met yet, but are about to be your new favorite characters. And like Jamila Jamil complimented my outfit. Like so many people were just everyone was just so nice. The energy was so much fun. You can tell the enthusiasm that everybody has for the show and it was just so amazing to be able to physically be there and be able to ask them questions i could ask a million questions i literally told jessica gow the head writer i was like i could talk to you for an hour about all of the references and deep cuts and stuff in the show and she said that she was like oh i I would talk to you for an hour too so i'm like we should definitely try to make that happen on the show because that would be so much fun if that was able to happen but yeah. yeah it was so surreal it was so much fun i'm so like i feel so incredibly lucky that I got to do that and that this got to be my first premiere. It was just an incredible experience. I loved it. I love it. Who was, who was your favorite interview of the making you pick a favorite child? <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Josh Segara, who plays pug who you'll meet next week is like i i've loved him since arrow and like he could not have been the nicest guy he was like so enthusiastic for every single question that i asked and he complimented comicbook.com he was like i read you guys all the time i love you guys and so he was just the nicest guy but every single person that i talked to was just incredible like i i loved every single interview that i did 
Nice. Whenever somebody says they read comicbook.com, the first thing I do is apologize. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but did, did you, uh, I shouldn't even, I hardly write anymore. I shouldn't even make that joke. Our writers are great. Uh, but uh, was Kevin Foggy out there? Did he have a She-Hulk hat? Um, he did. He had like the little like emoji, the Twitter emoji on his hat. Uh, yeah, he did like two or three interviews and then they just like breezed him right by everybody else. It was like, oh, there he is. Okay. And there he goes. Bye bye. <laughs> but yeah, he was I, there. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I just has like a SpongeBob closet, but instead of like <laughs> the same square pants, it's all his different like MCU hats. Uh, all right, cool. Yep. Well, Jenna, I'm really glad you got to get out there. It sounds like you had a really good time. And everybody, you can go see the good time on our Phase our YouTube channel. Her interviews are up there. They're on the site on comicbook.com. Jenna, thank you for waking up super early to go out there and then waking up super early the next day to come home and just get like... It's a lot of work, but it's also, it's fun. It's, it's, it was so I'm worth glad it. you got to experience it. Aaron, you know you're next, right? Yeah, I, you got I Black Panther so. coming up. That's that was that was your number one most anticipated, right? It, yes, because uh, Spider Verse got knocked to next year, so <laughs> we're, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do it. And golly, there's uh, are we gonna know everything? I had to joke with Jenna yesterday because we got yeah. random spoilers or slash tip offs for that yesterday from what was it? Sorry, yeah, some sort of board game. It's always something weirder. It's gonna, it's gonna be something stranger every time. BD, you're gonna, you're gonna walk in one day, and your shirt's gonna have like the entire plot of Quantum Mania on it, and be like, how? Sometimes it'd be like that. All right, yep. Yep. all right, all right. Uh, one thing I did want to talk about: we're gonna talk about She-Hulk spoilers at in the second half of the show. If you haven't had a chance to watch She-Hulk yet, we're gonna talk about the MCU news first, which some of it is about She-Hulk, but spoiler-free. Uh, all the spoilers for the episode one will be in the second half of the show. You know how we like to do it here. If you haven't watched yet, you have a chance to spend your afternoon or morning, wherever or night, if you're over there in the UK, uh, in different parts of the world with us, uh, and then go watch She-Hulk and come back. Uh, but I do want to say, She-Hulk is getting review bombed on Metacritic and IMDb, I think it was. And the data shows that it's being review bombed before it came out by men aged 30 and up. I don't think we need to spend too much time on this. We can spend as much time on this as you guys want to. My opinion of this is if you're review bombing stuff that you haven't even seen yet, you're weak, you're pathetic, you're sad, no one likes you and you should go take a shower. That's really- <laughs> There's that. It's so funny, like these, these people are so dumb. At least when the show comes out to like make it seem real. Uh -huh. like, 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 that's, like that's what's so, so funny about it to me is like nobody can take this seriously because the show hadn't even started yet. Like, oh, these little baby men can't handle anything. Are you kidding me? Like I tweeted this, but like uh, there are certain male dominated comic book content things I hate. And you know what I don't do? Review bomb them because I have a million <laughs> better things to do in my life. Good job. You have a life. Yeah. Jeez, it's just like, it's so pathetic. It's, it's honestly laughable. Like, I don't know who even cares about those types of scores when, when we all know that it's just sad men. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, it's a green lady. Ladies are green. Come on. I will say some yeah. of the like plot synopsises that they had come up with before the episode had even come out were just amazing. I'm like, I, whatever you think this show is, there was one that was like, Iron Man dated She-Hulk's boyfriend and she killed the entire Marvel universe. And I'm like, you just pitched like the weirdest comic I would I would totally read if given the opportunity. It's like they they all just took some real creative liberties. And I echo every, everything that Jamie said. It's like it's kind of sad. It's it is sad, <laughs> honestly. It is. It's, I mean, like, I would say I feel bad for these people, but they're a bunch of dickheads, so I really don't. But, like, I wish they'd get a life. 
I will also it. just say the show is aware of those kinds of people. Like, just wait and see. Like, they they kind of tackle it in a way that is very delightful. So they're in on the joke, which almost makes it so much better that the the internet is still predictably being the internet in this situation. Yeah. And I see a comment here from All in the Game on YouTube. Unfortunately, I'm more shocked these days when it's when a show slash TV with a female or a POC lead is, isn't review bombed. It's like, yeah, it's like at this point, it's just like, we just expect this to happen. Like it's happened with so many things before. What well, the show, they're not affecting the show. Guess what? They're honestly calling more attention to the show, making me want to support it even more. So whatever. Mission failed, losers. Um, yeah, <laughs> anyway. But yeah, She-Hulk is super fun. We're going to talk all about it in the second half of the show. Aaron, if you wanted to speak on this, I'll give you an opportunity. Otherwise, we can move on. I, I just, you know... It's part like I feel like I talk with some of our staff members. I'm like, is this just what it's going to be every time? It's not like Chris Evans back as Captain America, or it's not Fantastic Four, or it's not the mutants, and it feels like it is. So, you know, I look forward to the hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes we're going to get for Daredevil: Born Again, and that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, we can't have women in our superheroes. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on, Aaron, you got so, the and, and, and happier news. Mark Ruffalo happier is news. back on the red carpets giving us Marvel morsels and then being, you know, disappeared into a black <laughs> SUV. Uh, he's hyping. I'm telling you, you can see why. If yeah. you look at all the things he said on this carpet, they must just yeah. be like, Mark, shut. Sh- 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 <laughs> it's just good to have him back. It feels like uh-huh. 2018, where it's just yeah. like anything can come out of his mouth. He'd be like, you know what? I know, you know, there's a third, there's a third Avengers movie besides Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty. And it's just me. And I'd be like, what? <laughs> I'm playing everybody. Like, John Malcolm, I'm like, all right, Mark Ruffalo, I see you. Um, so he told E.T. it's going to be hard to top in game. But I know Kevin and I know Marvel. It's going to be a pre- it's going to be pretty amazing. It's going to be a big bang. We'll go out with a big bang. And last time. Um, like. We had something happen like this everybody died. So when he says we're going out with a big bang, I'm like, Mark, no, we're back to what, what, get what you wish for and all this other fun stuff. We're back in the pre no way home, <laughs> just combing through like weird little like stuff. What's going on? Yeah. Put my tinfoil hat on. Oh, you put your tinfoil <laughs> hat on. Water glasses. Let's get yeah. the baseball bats out. Let's yes. get crazy. What yes. do you guys you think? Like, of course, Secret Wars is going to be bigger than in game, but like how much bigger? He makes it sound like it's going to be even more insane than it already is. Got it all figured out. Remember, remember the last time Mark Ruffalo started talking about a movie before it came out? And he sat beside Don Cheadle and he said, well, half of them, everybody dies. Half of them. On national television, he spoiled the ending of their biggest movie. And she was like, ah. uh-huh. she was like oh, "Dude, yeah, well, well." He just said this ends on a big bang. This is a story about universes colliding, and a whole new universe has to be born out of it. A big bang. Oh, 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 Mark Ruffalo's career is over. <laughs> I, I will just say he also said on the press line he was like, "Oh, there's not going to be another Avengers movie without She-Hulk." So like that was the biggest thing where I was like, "Yes, even if you, this is not entirely true, thank you, Mark Ruffalo, for saying this." But yeah, I now I'm going to tinfoil hat the same thing with Secret Wars because why not? This movie's probably not even really written yet, so we can just guess anything at this point. That that yeah, I don't think it's written yet either. But also, like, I, I feel like, you know, D23 is in three weeks. 
who knows? Maybe we get. Maybe that's not even the. Those aren't the first Avengers titles. Maybe we get a Young Avengers series. Like I'm surprised there's no new Avengers or Young Avengers coming before that, unless they're really just saving the new Avengers for 2027 or whatever year is after the double whammy of Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. Who knows? Please Ooh. don't make us wait that long. I'm saying. Please. Put put Kamala. Put bring in Sam Alexander. Put Kate Bishop. Put Yelena. I don't know. Some of them have to go be Thunderbolts. Some of the, we, the, way that, the way that people are talking about Hulks and She-Hulk, like A-Hulk, as if there's a whole bunch of Hulks out there in the first place, maybe Amadeus Cho is going to be in here. He's in Spider-Man freshman year. So, all right. Well, that doesn't count, though. But anyway. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo, keep talking, man. You, I know. you give us content, bro. Thank you. We love it. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. I, I will. I will also say it is funny. Like to peek back behind the curtain a little bit. When you go to the Disney premieres, they give you like a bag to put your phone in so that you can't access your phone when you're physically in the theater. And it's like in the back of my head, I know Mark Ruffalo live streaming the first half hour of Thor Ragnarok is how we got to this point. So it's like, <laughs> God bless this man. <laughs> what a dope! I love. We it. love him. We love him for it. I actually <laughs> want to jump to it. this. Is this is this is for, this is scheduled for later? But I want to bring this up now. <laughs> so I did an interview with Owen Wilson for his movie called Secret Headquarters, which is available now on Paramount Plus, which we also stream on Paramount Plus. So if you're watching us on Paramount Plus, then go support this other Paramount Plus uh, movie that, you know. Uh, anyway, I, I asked him about Loki. He said, uh, he, he, I said, everybody wants to see you on a jet ski. And he started talking. He was like, well, you know, you, I think we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I, get so, I get so nervous. I get up. They're very uptight over there. And so uh, he basically cut himself off. I think he was going to tell me Mobius rides a jet ski, but maybe, but he didn't. So he cut himself off. And then the director of Secret Headquarters, Ralph Shulman, who was sitting next to him at the time, said, have you been scolded by Marvel? And he said, yeah, uh, multiple <laughs> times. Yeah. So, wow. Owen Wilson has been scolded. I want to know, like, next time I talk to whether it's Owen Wilson or Mark Ruffalo or any of these people who we know have said too much at some point or now, I don't know what Owen Wilson said that could have got him in trouble at any point. I want to know what happens. <laughs> what, what, what really happens? You've been scolded by Marvel. And this mind, right? Well, do they know? Do they actually like? I, I mean, that seems to be the logical, like, right? I mean, they're but all I don't. Rich. I, I feel like it's like <laughs> right. It's like why, why not find them to, to try to get them? But like, it doesn't matter to them. I'm sure. Like whatever the fine is, I'm like, here you go, Faggy. Thank, this is your money anyway to begin with. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I, I'm so I would love to know what happens, but I imagine yeah, it has to just be like they take some money from them. That's probably what that's that's the definition of an NDA right there. Now I'm just um, imagining the Big Bang of Secret Wars just being like Mobius riding out on a jet ski in space, <laughs> and that's wow. just the culmination of the movie. Wow. And now I'm like, I want to live in the world where that happens. <laughs> wow! Wow! All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to move on. Move on to the next one. <laughs> well, doing so a good job building each other up here, but keep going. <laughs> well, so speaking of D23, a fan asked Don Cheadle for an Armor Wars update, and he said, funny you should ask. So I know everyone was super confused when it got left out of everything at San Diego. It was like, is this show still happening? What is even going on? Are we just going to have Don Cheadle cameo and other things and get Emmy nominations until the end of time? But it seems like we're getting an update. I hope we're getting one at D23. Someone in the Phase Zero Twitter community, I can't remember who, had joked like, either Feige or Don Cheadle should walk on stage and just be like, boom, you looking for this? And then just drop like the 
logo or the release date or something. And now I want that to happen. Um, but yeah, Armor Wars is happening. We might get an update sooner than later. What do y'all think about that? Man, I'm, <laughs> it still exists. And I think D23, we hear something about it, hopefully. Oh. If Cheeto's thriving, I'm thriving. And that's <laughs> how I feel about that. Yep. I just well, I just want to know when in the timeline thing it is because like I would love to know whether someone just forgot to put it up there like in the Adobe Illustrator file they just forgot to put a little <laughs> tick mark where it's supposed to go or if it really is that far down the line because Falcon Winter Soldier made me think that it was coming out way quicker than some of this stuff like Sharon's just out there selling secrets you know just hanging out talking to people shadowy people on the phone that we don't know who they are. But you know what? She-Hulk is starting to bridge some of the stuff. So I'm happy That's that true. we're starting to get some of the stuff bridged together. Maybe we'll know more. Maybe Don Cheadle flies in later in the series. Who knows? Hopefully. He just shows up and he goes, boom. And that's the post credit scene to the last episode. It's just that. That's it. It's just the, it's just the logo for it. That's it. War Machine fuck. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that one was up for debate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah, well Armor Wars. It's it's not dead yet. That's their logo. That's their slogan. <laughs> oh gosh. All right, what's next? What's next on the news? There was some uh, Thor Love and Thunder concept art. Uh it was uh, shared by Sun Choi and it was uh, an early exploration of uh, Omnipotent City and it featured Juggernaut. Oh, hmm. a little X-Men action Ooh. in there. Uh, you know, we saw him over in Deadpool 2. That's a surprising peak. I feel like personally, that's just like, let's just throw anybody we can in there. I cannot imagine he was ever actually going to be in this movie. But what do you guys think? It also looks like there's like a Mandalorian in there. <laughs> if you pull this up, uh -huh. there's, there's a photo on Instagram. I'm going to drop this in the um, in the chat on YouTube right now so everybody can look at it if they want to. That's uh, my thing with Omnipotent City is like, I, I remember we went in and we were like, oh my God, is someone from like the Moon Knight Pantheon going to be in the show? Is like the Panther God going to be in the show and it's, or in the movie? And it's like, there were like no cameos in Om Omnipotent City that like actually connected to other stuff in the universe. So yeah, this looks like Juggernaut, but it also could just be like a character that they just threw in there just to see what this would look like. So I don't yeah, know. totally a Mandalorian yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, that's not that's not Din Djarin, but that's like yeah. Bo-Katan's cousin. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, With this is like a weird Waldo. It is. And the Mustafar reference in Doctor Strange, they're just trying to just wean us onto it. They're just trying to like build it very, very slowly. <laughs> so when Oscar Isaac fights track. himself in Secret Wars, we're like, oh, what? 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 What's happening? You know, what, what's going on here? They even got the lion from Narnia in there. <laughs> oh, what's going on? But yeah, definitely a juggernaut looking character. Just I always find these things interesting because it's like, well, the concept artist, like I think concept art a lot of times in the early, early stages is just to like spitball ideas and see what sticks. So in this case, I don't think like Feige or Taika were like, hey, put juggernaut and a Mandalorian in there. This is kind of like, here's the vague instruction. We need a bunch of gods representing different MCU heroes and characters and factions and groups and all that, so they were just like, let's throw everybody in there and see, and then build from that. That's what seems to have happened in this, in my opinion. I do want to say the chat is saying that it might be Siderak, who is like a like lord of yeah. He's he's basically who Juggernaut gets his powers from. 
which like mm. I could totally see that too. But yeah, it's all just like kitchen sink. Let's just throw random people in here just to see what this would potentially even look like. So we've answered the juggernaut question now, which which genuine, this is not to sound as, um, I don't know what the word is, but what what is the, who, which expert in the comment section is going to tell us who that Mandalorian character is? <laughs> like, I'm sure somebody knows. If that's a yeah. Marvel character, I'm, I, I, it's completely gone past me. Yeah. But no way. Somebody might that's know. A somebody might know. We have a very know. knowledgeable audience, so hopefully somebody can uh, somebody help. It. Anyway, all right. Let's keep it moving because we gotta, still got to talk about full spoilers for she. Oh. Okay. The comments is now saying it's like Joe Katan or Mo Katan. <laughs> <laughs> like Bro Katan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it was in Thor Love and Thunder, it would be Joe Katan. Yeah. Oh, man. Yep. Um, so I, I've just, I'm still in awe of everybody knowing this very like random, like this, like there's there people who watch our show with the Marvel, like encyclopedia, just right there, <laughs> just waiting. Like, yeah. yeah, I got this one. Um, and much more like mainstream Marvel characters. Uh, I think Britta, you, did you talk to, uh, Kat, uh, Jessica Gao and Kat when, during yes. the junket? Cause I yes. think both of you guys talked to them, right? Like I didn't talk know. to Kat, but I talked to Jessica. Okay. But yeah, All these right. were from the junket. These are from the junket. So the BD yeah. talked to them. And Jessica Gao talked about, is Daredevil a continuation? Which is a hot topic if you've been on Twitter in our community or outside. Uh, there's a lot of, I will say, pre-dread that it's not going to be the exact same Daredevil that we last saw screaming or with his wonderful forearms out telling <laughs> happy that he's going to need a good lawyer. He's going to need a lawyer. Um, and Jessica Gow says, it's our take and he's on a comedy vacation, which let me tell you, I hope Disney, Disney, I need a comedy vacation package at Avengers <laughs> Campus. I need just the light points of uh, Avengers Campus and Disneyland. That's what I want. Um, and then Kat Cora said, it's very planned. So don't get upset. This all seems like very, yo, don't overreact, but the internet is not going to not do that. So I appreciate the attempt, but it sounds like uh, Charlie Cox is going to get to flex the range a little bit. And that sounds like fun as someone who hasn't seen all the screeners meeting. I am excited to see what happens. What do you what guys was, think about lighter Daredevil? What was the She-Hulk quote? Something along the lines of like, here's to good times in the middle of bad times. That's a uh, paraphrase. To a good time during a hard time. Yes. It's yeah. like, like even Daredevil can let his hair down a little bit. Like, I mean, chill out. Uh, my, my whole life's a comedy vacation, but sometimes people really <laughs> need it. <laughs> I think the comedy vacation is a great way to put it. And I have yeah. absolutely no problem with them doing that. Like, I think that's... Totally cool, but like, yeah, you know, Daredevil can come in here, be lighter, be funnier, not be beating people's faces in and doing other things he did in the Daredevil series and be funny. But then I want him to go back to serious after this. You have to match the tone of the show. Imagine Daredevil coming in and being so dark and grim and serious in this She-Hulk show. Wait till y'all see the next three episodes. They are ridiculous. I mean, like they're they're honestly for me sometimes too funny. There is a little bit of cringe for me, but I don't care. It's so much fun. It's a comedy. And I'm loving that Daredevil as a serious dark character could not just be plucked into it. It would just be stupid. So, okay, that's fine. We can have him be funny. We can have him be kind of jokey. As long as we don't kind of cheapen the character, that's fine. We can do that. But also the only thing I hate more than changing any characters, like I don't think they're going to change Daredevil. They're just going to show him in this environment. 
is not telling us if it's con if it's canon or not. I'm so tired of this crap. Sony <laughs> does it all the time. Don't start doing it, Marvel. Please. <sighs> I'm almost hoping that they haven't answered that question because it's going to be answered in the show. Like, I'm almost expecting Jen to, like, break the fourth wall and say one way or the other, which I think would be great. I also just, like... Charlie Cox is over here collecting Marvel appearances like Infinity Stones at this point. Like, you are going to see this man as Daredevil in so many projects. So, like, I would honestly just be like, be happy that you're getting him in so many things and that you're getting this wide, like, variety of his performance. He can be a little more comedic here, a little more serious here. You're still getting 18 episodes of a solo show for him. So it's like, I, I'm just happy we're getting Daredevil content to begin with. And it, it makes sense that it's fitting the tone of the show along the way. Just tell us if it's the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, may, and, and the answer to that should be yes. Every oh. season of Phase Zero, we add one more thing to Brandon's conspiracy board. <laughs> and Every not season. Even get <laughs> not even get answered. What, who bought Avengers Tower, Aaron? <laughs> who bought it? I it's, been, it's been 84 years. I still don't know. That was Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> I got three kids now. <laughs> Imagine if you just like click on the finale for She-Hulk and it's just all about the legal proceedings of like trading over the ownership of Avengers Tower. Like, I'm begging. Civil asset forfeiture. <laughs> I am begging. Assign Jenna to, to, to what is the word? Litigate the, the sale, the finalizer. That thing, no, no, no. If that thing is still in litigation, there is a problem. That was... Too many years ago in the MCU. I can't even do the math. That was 2016. I don't know. Eight years after the events of the Avengers. But I don't know. Then the blip happened and Sony said eight years. And it was not eight. I don't know what year it was. It was a long ass time ago. And we still don't know. I hope it's that they answer Halloween. it. But it's like nothing to do with Marvel. It's like, yeah. this is a Bank of America. <laughs> Yo. Yes. It's all one big placement in the next movie. Yes, please. <sighs> Now I'm off. Now I'm all worked up. I've been trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to stay calm. Now I'm all my blood pressure's up. Whew. All right. In a minute, we're going to come back to talk full spoilers for She-Hulk episode one, and where it's we did not find out who bought Avengers Tower, but we did find out a whole lot about things we didn't even know we had questions about. We're going to talk about that and more in the second half of the show. We'll see you in a minute. Welcome back to Phase Zero, Season 2, Episode 32. It's the She-Hulk era, and we're starting it right now. This is She-Hulk spoilers. If you have not yet watched She-Hulk Episode 1, you're about to have it spoiled for you. I'd love it if you stay, but you're going to have it spoiled for you. Uh, all right, we're going to go around with reactions to Episode 1. Jamie, I don't think you've watched all four episodes, right? You're, you like to do it one at a time. What do you think of Episode 1? One of the one? people! <laughs> one of the people. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yes, Jenna uh, and I are above the. We are. We are better. We are. <laughs> no, I'm just. <laughs> Listen, the truth is, I can't figure out the Disney screeners. So <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. You gotta like enter a code, and then you gotta sign in a waiver, and all. Yeah, you gotta like offer like a drop of blood into your computer. Yep, it's crazy. But um, hey, what'd you think? First, <laughs> yeah, I loved it. It's so funny. Oh 
Oh my gosh. I mean, Tatiana, amazing, just as I knew she would be. Uh, Ruffalo, so good to have him back. I have, a, I don't know, because I've only seen one episode, but I have a feeling we're not going to see much more of him. Um, and I, and if we don't, I'd be okay with that because this was such a great showcase and it just makes me, but I'm like, give the man a movie. He deserves it. It's it, Time is coming. Um, I we didn't see much of her, but just in this episode, uh, Ginger as Nikki, I can tell is going to be my girl because she's got Darcy energy. And you know, I love that. Uh, I can, I can tell I'm going to love her. Um, all the, it's just, I love the breaking the fourth wall. I mean, it's just, I laughed so much and obviously nothing delighted me more than the post credit scene, which we probably will talk about later, but I'll just put a little sprinkle that that was obviously my favorite part. <laughs> Aaron, what'd you think? I I was excited. I was sitting there like I didn't know exactly what to expect, but I really, really enjoyed the first couple, the first episode. I am one of the people as well, Jamie. We are in this together. We will be riding this ride together with all of the comment section. And <clears throat> I love how it started. Like I know that I did I really loved Miss Marvel, like top to bottom. Um, but it is something really refreshing about jumping in and being like, and we're here. Like it does not really waste a ton of time trying to get things rolling. I mean, even like her beginning monologue is really like the freaking thesis statement for the show, which I really appreciate. I'm like, Oh, we're doing some fun, like meta stuff here. Ruffalo is fantastic. I, I, I never really, I do like kind of roll my eyes sometimes, but we do all miss like the original Avengers a little bit. And it is always fun to get them back in like in the saddle and a bunch of, crazy stuff about the mcu like we continue this is the second straight disney plus show where everybody was like oh that'll be fun but nothing will happen like 15 like not even 15 like 10 minutes in there's like major stuff that happens that we'll get to in a little bit that i was like wait what like what what is happening this is crazy so i'm stoked Tatiana Maslany cannot wait for you to be in your eventual avengers movie that mark ruffalo says that you're in before <laughs> kevin feige even knows it it's gonna be a good time all right jenna Oh boy. <laughs> so I'm I'm the dork over here who has now watched this episode four times. Um and every single time I love it, every single time I find new things to love about it. I, I hadn't even noticed like Hulk's gladiator helmet from Ragnarok until I watched it again this morning. So like I there's just so much to unpack both as a She-Hulk fan and as just a Marvel fan, I think this was the perfect way to introduce Jen Walters and her status quo to everybody, but do it in this way that is like profoundly entertaining. I could watch Tatiana and Mark just banter back and forth for hours. They have like such a wonderful dynamic. And I think it really helps the the fact that so much of this episode is like really just constructed in cgi like so much of the beach scenes and so much of them both being hulked out is like so entirely cgi but it still feels so personal and so human it's so well executed on like an acting and a technical level that it is just like amazing to watch it and i i love the little tag at the end i love the little bit we got a titania i think it's all it's just so perfect it's so much fun if jenna's happy i'm happy <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I thought that I, I, this was my second time watching it today. I, did, I only watched it once beforehand. Now I watched it for the second time. I think it's great. I mean, the, uh, the biggest improvement for me from early on to now is the CGI looks better uh, in this final version than it looked even in the screener version I watched. Maybe that's just the stream quality. I don't know. I thought the CGI looked way better than it looked in the trailers and when I saw it for the first time. Um, and Jen, Tatiana Maslany just nails it. She's so good. She's just effortlessly Jen Walters. She-Hulk is a fun character. 
we got a lot of Hulk. We got a lot of Tony Stark references, more so than I think anything we've gotten since he perished, which makes me sad <laughs> to think about. Um, and so I love that. Uh, yeah, I thought, I just think it's a really good start. I think it breezes through the origin story really nicely, almost kind of the same way Savage Hulk number one did, Savage She-Hulk number one did. Um, ah, I, I, I like it. I like it, plain and simple. Um, I think it's a lot, a lot of fun. And uh, that's, 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 that's what it wants to be. I have a question for Jenna. Uh-huh. Um, how did you feel about the change of how she got her powers? Yes, so I had this in the notes. So, because I did want to like cover this for people who might not be familiar. Her origin story in the show is completely different from how it plays out in the comics. The The, the core parts of it are still roughly the same but basically in the comics her dad is the sheriff of like the los angeles police and he has a like crime lord that's going after him and wants to get revenge and so he decides oh hey i'm gonna like take out a hit on his daughter jen and try to like get revenge on him and so bruce and jen are hanging out and these mobsters come up and like shoot jen and bruce ends up being really the only person who can save her life by giving her a blood transfusion and so he's like i know she's on conscious and I know I'm going to turn her into a Hulk probably or maybe even kill her by giving her these powers but like I need to give her my blood anyway and so that's wildly different from what we get in the show but I think this is so much more organic and so much of a cooler way of doing it because it makes it more accidental which then like strengthens the dynamic that Jen and Bruce have as opposed to like oh hey Bruce made this decision while Jen was unconscious and then now they both have to deal with it so I thought it was a really clever way of like taking the general essence of it and making it like even better. I liked it too. Awesome. I like the speed with which it happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's just like, here, all right, we're moving on. That's it. It happened. Deal with it. A <laughs> um, couple of Easter eggs I wanted to point out from the episode. There's one clip which I tweeted earlier today. Sorry if that was a spoiler. I know one person already got mad at me, but like, it's really not a spoiler. <laughs> Did you use the hashtag? Happened. Um, I want, no, I just tweeted it like a seven <laughs> okay. second clip. Well, next time use the hashtag. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's like, <laughs> So it was like the Avengers you're fine, theme you're song. Fine. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, like a version of the Avengers theme song played really softly, subtly. And that's while she looks at an Iron Man helmet, which was actually the Ultron Mark I helmet from that scene in Ultron where Ultron crashes the party. And then in the background, you can also see the Gladiator Hulk helmet, which somehow made its way back to Earth. Uh, so I thought that that was, I thought those were cool touches. I love these kind of MCU references, the history being incorporated and the Avengers theme song, which we just don't really get to hear enough and um iron man is is still part of the universe <laughs> poor him. poor bruce he misses his buddy i know i miss his buddy too <laughs> <laughs> i loved that i got to be the one to tell you that there was the iron man helmet because like you had missed it the first time around and you're like wait what it's like i i was so happy i could bestow on you a tony stark reference in this episode yeah I was like, I was taking notes while watching it the first time. And apparently, I think I looked down while that second, while that clip played. And I was like, I missed that one second shot of an Iron Man helmet. And then I watched I it today. And oh, go ahead. No, go, go. Sorry. Well, I was saying I watched it today and I was like, oh, they even carved like Tony Stark and Bruce Banner into the little science bros for life. So cute. I was like having like an out loud commentary of like, this is a nice beach house. Oh, this must have belonged to Tony Stark. Oh, an <laughs> Iron Man helmet. Oh, yes, it definitely was. It's just like, I need to shut up for Tony. <laughs> In an interview, they said he didn't just build the house like that. The whole island huh. is like man made by Iron Man. And I'm like, 
the amount of hilarious money. All of them, like poor Sam's just sitting there like, oh man, eating with He just wants good. a boat fixed. Right. I just want to fix my boat. <laughs> he has a whole island with a freaking gamma lab on the bottom. I'm like, okay. All right. I, somebody's got to, that's what's in, I, Avengers Tower has to be just made out of gold bullion. And maybe they'll <laughs> melt it down so everybody can have money again. There, There is no Avengers Tower. We'll never know about it. Tower, we'll it? never know. Never know. <laughs> Savage uh, was mentioned. Jenna, Jenna, what part there is in the very beginning when they yeah? They so, um, so Jen gives her little closing argument or like rehearses it, and then she's like talking to Nikki about how she's kind of nervous about it. And Nikki's like, "Well, if all else fails, you can just do your Savage Jen Walters face." And she's like, "I don't have a Savage Jen Walters face." And so that was just kind of a nice little nod to the like Savage She Hulk of it all. I should have brought my comic. I put it up on display, but next to my TV. <laughs> I'm going to leave it there for the next Mine's two Mine's like so just every- behind over there. Yeah. Just out uh, of frame. You know what sucks? You know what really sucks, Jenna? Mm-hmm. For people like you and me, we got to <laughs> wait four weeks for a new episode. I don't <laughs> mind it because it's like I'm watching it again, just seeing everybody else react to it. Like I am having so much fun just seeing everybody else's reactions. But yeah, at the same time, I'm Thanos over here. Of like, I'm just, you and I are just cursed with knowledge of the next I'm like, gonna- three weeks. I, the show feels better to me as a binge and I'm not, I'm like anti-binge, but this show specifically feels so good to just watch straight through. It's not like heavy handed story, Moon Knight or even Hawkeye or anything like that. Like I, I watched these four episodes and I switched back and watched an episode of Moon Knight after watching the first four episodes. And I was like, man, She-Hulk was so much more fun. Like I, I just wanted to keep watching, not because like, oh, I need to know what happens next. I need to know the story. Like I'm genuinely just entertained watching this show. Oh, episode five is so far away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was kind of like the fact that the show itself ends in October. I'm like, that mm-hmm. feels, I'm going to be planning my Halloween costume. and uh, <laughs> like, We still won't have heard about Werewolf by Night by then. <laughs> What's that? It'll have been released, but somehow no one saw it. Yeah, Werewolf by Night is just the Avengers Tower of Disney projects. <laughs> it's like, this is never happening. This is all just fiction in my head, I guess. <laughs> I really hope the rest of She-Hulk delivers as much as these first four did. I hope that it doesn't fall victim to these kind of weird endings that a lot of the Disney Plus shows have. Please don't flop. Please have a solid ending. Stay true to the rest of the show. Yeah, I'm confident Uh, that it will. Begging. I don't know how it could go (laughs) so off the rails, but who knows? All right, what else we got here? Yes. Oh my God. When you said October, I was like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Nine episodes. Yeah. This is taking us deep in Andor. That's why it's Thursdays. Yeah. yeah. Although now She-Hulk and Harley Quinn are on the same days, and that's its own problem. Uh, (laughs) But that's like that's the opposite of a problem for you, though. You get two very good shows on the same day. (laughs) That's fair, and I do have all same thing. I have all the Harley Quinn screeners, but I've just been watching them week to week too because it's more fun. I want to savor it. I'm I'm not anti-binge. What? When does Harley Quinn start? It's already five episodes deep. Oh, this, oh, this, yeah. oh. The, the oh, sixth episode dropped today, I think. It was I'm, the sixth. I, I'm surprised it made it, it got out with HBO Max uh, anyway. Please watch that show, everyone, Ooh, so that seriously. it doesn't get canceled. Yeah. It's, it is my lifeblood. I need it in my <laughs> heart and soul. And I will be a sad, sad lady if it gets canceled. I haven't watched enough of it. I've watched enough to know it's great, but I'm just bad mm-hmm. at keeping up, bad at keeping up. We got a lot of good TV right now. We got She-Hulk. Yeah. Harley Quinn is on, as I just learned. Uh, House of the Dragon starts on Sunday. <sighs> that show's crazy. That that show is not for kids. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Game of Thrones. 
Uh, all right, the Sakari and Chip showed up in this episode, and Bruce knows that that means somebody from Sakari is looking for him, right? Who could it be? Jenna, who could uh, who could? Uh, well, I know the prevailing uh, the prevailing theory is Scar, who is yep. Bruce's comic accurate son, because the implication here would be that maybe while he was on Sakar, he he got a little busy, not unlike Steve Rogers, and and that was the result of it. Everybody in the MCU is having having <laughs> a little fun, a little extracurriculars in yeah. space. Like they they do make a point to reference the fact of like oh I was stuck as Hulk for two years but that was in space it's like I I feel like they they reminded people of that kind of intentionally so I would I would not be surprised if that's ultimately what we might be building towards and that would be super cool if we got to it because adding another Hulk to the mix even though Bruce clearly doesn't want that he like destroyed Jen's blood samples because he was like I don't want to run the risk of creating another Hulk and it's like we're gonna go from that to probably having like so many other potential hulks that could pop up at one point or another like you said with like Amadeus Cho and everybody else so it's just it's it, it's going to be really interesting in one and that was like when he first got there like that was post Ultron pre Ragnarok yeah. we don't know what happened off screen we know he wasn't smart yet so he might have just been out there all willy nilly uh, having crazy <laughs> you you broke Jamie <laughs> he might, he, Hulk might have broke somebody could you imagine oh my <laughs> god uh... Um, <laughs> also I mean, can I just say I love that they made fun of the lullaby from Ultron of just like I don't have a good explanation for it I felt so vindicated by that because I, that always bothered me in Age of Ultron I just I have so many questions how she survived but we'll keep going um, the Hulk the Hulk don't look at me like I'm crazy we've all thought about <laughs> the mechanics of that we've all thought about it don't make me no, ostracizing me. He's just digging up everybody's Slack message history right now on camera. <laughs> Sun's getting real low. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. God, we have we don't we don't have these adult conversations on Phase Zero, guys. Look what She Hulk has done to us. Yeah. <laughs> We need to grow up real fast on here. Um, all right, what else we got to talk about here? Titanium versus She Hulk. Um, that's straight from the comics. Yes, it I feel is. Like from we're Solo. Just, I'm just always going to be like, here's a thing that we here's a talking point, Jenna. Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I want. That sounds perfect. Um, it's so there's a story in Solo Avengers number 14 where Jen is in court and Titania literally bursts through the wall and just has beef with her and they just fight in a courthouse and it's super ridiculous, super great. And this has the same exact energy. My my one qualm is like that scene is so short. Like I feel like we had seen all of that fight in the trailers already. So it's like I'm excited to see more of Titania because that that scene was great. It was just so short in the grand scheme of things. She came in there like the Kool-Aid man. I was like, hey, she's busting her real quick. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Somebody needs to edit that. Actually, can somebody in the channel go ahead and download that clip and then add the sound of the Kool-Aid man going, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, uh, I need it. Uh, it might be too might be too early for uh for spoilers, as I learned, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry, person. Uh, all right, one more point here, two more points here. Jenna pointed this out to me before the show. I somehow, I missed a couple things. I was too busy writing down notes and missing the more important stuff. <laughs> so, <sighs> um, my job. 
So when when Jen wakes up and Bruce explains that she got turned into a Hulk, he also states that her blood, he was able to use her blood to heal his arm, which is funny after spending months and months of theorizing every single time we got footage from the show of like, where is this placed in the MCU? Because Hulk's arm isn't injured the way that it was in Shang-Chi and after Endgame. So it's like, is this during the blip? Is this way after the blip? And it's like, now we got our answer and it was not at all what we were doing. Um, But I love that line. I love that little implication because I also just love Jen joking that that means she's better than him so that was just a great little scene Hold on. <laughs> i agree yeah i'm like you good brandon <laughs> you kind of oh, did yeah. something <laughs> <laughs> perfect perfect thank you oh, yeah <laughs> perfect titanius the entrance song Oh, yeah. on the podcast of listening to it like without the visual are going to be so confused there was just a long pause and then I know oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. that tennis that burst into the office oh, that was crazy yeah all right last talking point is the last scene all four episodes that we saw have post credit scenes and I promise you somehow today's is not even close to the most absurd they are ridiculous each time they will surprise you and get you to pop out with laughter this one is no exception it is it is sharing details of old stevie raj and that man was busy on that uso tour i he he he, he it's a tour where a boy became a man <laughs> i'm so happy about this what do we even talk about this like we haven't talked about this but like what do we even say Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna try, like I'm gonna try to be as delicate and family friendly as possible. <laughs> uh, it has been a long-standing debate uh, about whether or not Cap has uh, become a man in his, <laughs> in his travels, and you know we do have that moment in Winter Soldier where Nat's like, "Is that your first kiss since 1945?" And um, really good. <laughs> Uh, and so we've all debated it, but like, I've always thought it was a stupid debate. I mean, uh, he's a grown, grown man, uh, touring the world, you know? Um, and I think that good for him. And, and, you know, it also makes me happy that he has confided in his friends. I love the idea that they're all sitting around telling the story of their first encounter. Um, and cause, cause. Uh, Bruce knew the deets. Um, I just just makes me happy. I am a little sad that it took Steve pumping up and serum for him to land a lady. Oh, he was um, pumping up. Ah, oh, I walked right into that one. But uh, anyway, I'm delighted. I'm not surprised, and I just love the way that it ended because one of my favorite buttons is I've talked about this before is in Homecoming the way that Marissa Tomei when when you end your thing on a uh, on a half bomb uh, of a of a funny funny bad word, I'm gonna laugh hard. <laughs> I will say like when I when I talked to Jessica at the premiere, she said like I was like, what are you most excited to see people respond to? And she was like the the tag at the end of this episode. She was like, if that is my one legacy that I leave on the world, then like that is worth it for me. And it's like I can totally see why, because I every single time I watch this episode, I still cannot believe that they got away with it and that it is as brilliantly constructed of a scene as it is. I agree with Jamie, like cutting it off exactly where it is, is hilarious. And Tatiana's delivery is just perfect. Chris in our comments said he went to war a boy and came back a man. <laughs> hey. Good for you, Steve. I'm in these shows for the memes, 
<laughs> in a lot of yep. ways. And people called him Clapton America. It's funny <laughs> oh as all. Oh my now. God. It's, it's oh my God. Terrible. It's so funny. This that morning on Twitter is so funny. <laughs> Brandon. I can I mean I could do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> and like wow. we do have to acknowledge, Chris Evans has acknowledged the reference. He has tweeted a bunch of emojis. And the hashtag she Hulk, so he knows. I I would pay so much money to have watched him watch that scene because, like, I I can only imagine his reaction. I would love to see it. <laughs> yeah, I imagine it was something like uh, his free guy cameo. Uh huh. <laughs> what the she? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, what a good note to end today's show on. Uh, <laughs> all right. If anybody has any questions, you can uh, drop them in right now. Maybe before we say our goodbyes, we will see them and answer them. Otherwise, I think we can start making our rounds on closing out the show. Jenna, any parting words on She-Hulk episode one, phase zero, episode 32 of season two? We are in the She-Hulk era. I'm so happy. Um, th- this episode is just so amazing. And there's even more amazing stuff in store. I cannot wait to talk about these subsequent episodes because there's just so much fun. Um, go watch my interviews from the premiere. Go read some She-Hulk comics. Just like, it's just a great time. Just have fun. Clapton America has me dying. <laughs> Amy, <laughs> anything to send us off today? Oh, I, I want to repeat what I said earlier, which is watch Harley Quinn. Uh, it's, it is on its way to becoming my favorite animated series of all time. Um, also on that, a similar note, watch a league of their own. If that's your kind of thing, because it is, if you're a fan of the movie, it's just a wonderful, wonderful, its own thing. It's lovely. And it is also getting some review bombs because of what it is, which is just frustrating and lame. Um, and I deeply, deeply loved it. So those are uh, some of my television recommendations for all of you. Love it. Aaron? Um, it's at some like corner on Twitter. And I would just like to piggyback on Jamie's like HBO Max stuff because a lot if you follow me you know I like animation and a ton of the animation stuff is getting removed this week so that's not chill um Summer Camp Island Infinity Train I don't know how we're supposed to get sort of nuanced animated shows that aren't on like just Netflix or whatever if there's nowhere to watch them also just any physical media. If you love stuff, if you love the stuff that we all consume ad nauseum, you've seen Brandon Davis's hilarious pictures of all of the Infinity Saga stacked up together in order. It's so <laughs> satisfying. You see Jamie Drax's wonderful, wonderful shelf behind her and all of the Funko Splendor behind Jenna. Go invest in the stuff that you love so that when someone decides to write them all off, you will have it for yourself. Happy birthday, Aisha, in the comment section, watching us live on the birthday. We love you for it. We hope you have a great day. And uh, happy, uh, oh my God, I almost just said happy Wednesday to everybody. It is Thursday. (laughs) We are now on Thursdays on Phase Zero. We hope you had a great time. Please hit that thumbs up on the video. Subscribe to our YouTube channel right now. You're on the channel. Do it. If you're listening to us in podcast form, go find the channel, youtube.com slash C slash Phase Zero. We love you for it. Hopefully we get some really good guests on here throughout the She-Hulk era. And uh, we're going to have more exclusive interviews with each episode coming. So uh, make sure you're subscribed because we're going to have fun with it. We're going to get your questions answered. And we do take suggestions. 
Hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Brandon Davis BD. Thanks to everybody who helped get Jenna over 4,000 followers this week. Thank we you. love to see it. And uh, let's keep growing. Let's keep having a good time. And the community tab on Twitter has been a blast. I think maybe we might start dabbling with Facebook groups soon. That's just a lot mm -hmm. of work. And I'm not really super familiar with it, but uh, I kind of want to so we can keep building our community and building an audience that way. Uh, but we'll let you know if we do. Goodbye. <laughs>